Jason, as it is this and every single week, today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! I don't know if you know this or not, but October, it's safety month in the window treatment world. It seems like a lot of months are safety month, to be honest. It is, but this is a particular emphasis on safety. And remember, the best way to be safe, automation. All hail our very safe robot overlords. (laughs) Automated shades provide a safer environment for children and pets due to their cordless nature. They are also programmable, and they allow you then to take advantage of the natural weather. That is true. You can keep it hot. Keep the hot side hot and the cold side cold. And that was a shout out. To the McDLT. To the McDLT. All us old folks know what that is. But not only are is Budget Blinds here to tell you about how to make a safer and healthier environment for your home, but they're going to do some other good as well. And that's why we love partnering with Budget Blinds in the community. Coming up, October 10th, Budget Blinds is hosting a special after-hours event to benefit Hope House. This is part of the Why I Care campaign. You've probably seen this going on on social media as different people are are stepping forward and saying why they care about, about domestic violence and stopping it. Absolutely. So come to Budget Blinds on the 10th of October to support Hope House and, and that and be part of that campaign and make everyday life just a little bit easier, a little bit safer and a little bit more secure at Budget Blinds. So go see our friends at Budget Blinds in downtown Lee Summit. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Jason, when you're done punching the microphone stand, <laughs> it is time to remind the good people. Chili Fest is a coming. It's like T minus 10 days to Chili I Fest. No, I am very excited for this. Chili Fest, October 5th, downtown Lee Summit, right behind the Bridge Space Studios. All right behind the Bridge Space Studios. The proceeds from this will benefit Coldwater of Lee Summit, who is, by the way, one of the great, great charities here in our city. And you have an opportunity, if you want to sign up for a team, to make competition chili, homestyle chili, wings, or salsa, or... If you're more of an eaten kind of person rather than a making kind of person, you can come in, buy yourself a spoon, and go around and sample everything that everybody else has to offer. It's a fantastic time. And by the way, you're going to get an opportunity to come and have some Lee Summit Town Hall Vittles. That's right. We're cooking chili. We're cooking wings. We're making salsa. And Jason, I got an announcement. Uh Uh-oh. There's a rumor going around. What's that? We're bringing in a ringer. We're going to have a hot dog eating contest at this thing. And I think, I think, I think it's going to pit members of the Lee Summit Fire Department Union against members of the police union. Winner takes all. We're going to see who the best hot dog eaters of our public servants are. Is the prize like Aldi and acid and the other side has to suffer through without it? Or what's the issue? Yes. And it results in a nice donation to local charity. So this is a cool thing. And like, how much how much fun is it to see the you know everything you can get fire versus police? Right, it's kind of fun. Right, you always want to get those guys working uh, working against each other for the common good. That's a big plus. And we've been so excited. We even practiced. That's so, right. So we we got together. We 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 put together some of our chili fest uh, items up to to create for that, and we sampled amongst ourselves. And I, I'm going to say this. We did pretty good. I, I tallied myself a winner. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be clear. I got to eat it, so I was a winner. There we go. So head over bridgespace.us slash chilifest for more information, and come on downtown on October 5th to have some good eats and support a local cause. We'll see you there. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man whose fashion courage is apparently stored only in his beard. That's true. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. So I assume you're making reference to my oh-so-glorious retro 80s mustache I and had more importantly week. it was glorious but it was also entirely too short-lived it was you know uh we did that for the i heart the 80s benefit gala for downtown main street last week and uh, my wife did not uh while she appreciated the funny she did not approve of the fashion she did not really appreciate the fashion choice that was my mustache and i thought for the fun of it i'd keep it and then the next morning i looked in the mirror yeah, it was like twenty five percent Magnum PI and like seventy five percent Super Troopers. Yeah, yeah, and that, I think that's generous. Yeah, and uh, it it wasn't the great, but I mean, it was glorious. Oh, it was glorious. But it was not. It was not perhaps uh, the best piece of fashion in the world. But I figured you shaved your beard off and all your courage went with it. Yeah, and then you couldn't stare at yourself in the mirror and be brave enough to carry such glory. For a longer period of time than like 12 hours. And I must say, that was a fantastic benefit event. I have, look, we've been to a few of these in the community. And especially for the the, uh, the the downtown Piccadilly Gala. I have never seen so many people dressed to the theme. It was, it, it was an excellent. They were fantastic. And, and I don't know who it was, but a big shout out to whoever came in the full Beetlejuice costume. They were fan. That was a fantastic, a fantastic costume. The, the, the guy, and I know who he is, I'm not going to say his name because I'm not going to be that mean, that came in the 1985 Cardinals jersey. Yeah, that was not cool. That was not cool, man. And honestly, I almost wanted to go home and change and put on my Dickinger and yeah. get rid of you. Well, it's probably not the best idea. Yeah. All right. So speaking of baseball, our unofficial sponsor today is Ned Yost. Ah, Ned, we honor you. We honor you, Ned. This is our this year, as we have found out this week, will be our final year of being yosted. And and here is the tip of my cap to the man who have brought us another World Series title. Thank you, Ned. We will miss you. We will. The there, winningest and, manager in Royals history. He also may be the losingest manager in <laughs> Royals history at the same time. But yes, he was with us for quite a stretch. We got a World Series out of it, so I'm going to call it a net win. I'm going to call it a Ned win. A Ned win. Oh, that was such a dead joke. Good job. <laughs> All right, Nick. So what's going on in the city? Hey, you know what's happening in two days? Uh, I believe we're having some sort of uh, street festival downtown. It's Oktoberfest. It's Lee Summit Chamber's 30th annual Oktoberfest. That's happening in downtown Lee Summit on Friday and Saturday. And if you love the carnival... You can come back on Sunday for the carnival. It's always a good time. There is beer. There is all sorts of uh, German-themed things going on, and it's a good time and and helps support the Lee Summit Chamber and some of the good work they do around town. And another festival coming up, October 11 and 12, is the Summit Art Fair. That'll be a good time. More than 100 artists are online to come come show their wares, sell their wares. Look, come support the arts, people. Buy some buy some stuff. Go support the arts. Buy some stuff. Put, make your house look nicer. Yeah, makes it makes it pretty. Come do it, Jason. We had a a 
big evening last night. We, there was a lot going. There were competing meetings. We had dueling. We had, like, we, we had dueling, look, dueling government going we, on. It was we had, we had government meeting at about about a not twenty paces, about you know two miles apart. Who, who wins? Um, I think we the people. We the people win. Jason, I want to start with the meeting you paid attention to. We kind of we kind of split up the duties here on Tuesday night. And I'm not sure who got the short straw, but I got the school district uh, straw. Look, uh, I'm going to say I won because there was food after the meeting I watched. Uh, but fair, I, I did not get food after the meeting. I watched. So I'm going to start with you, Jason. You you were paying attention to the R7 Board of Education and a little bit of big news. A little bit of big news. Well, we'll start with a smaller piece of news. Uh, as is a required on, I believe, an annual basis, the school district held a public hearing as well as then set the tax levy rates for the property taxes for the school district uh, for the upcoming school year. Uh, I was prepared, and I know I can see it on Nick's face. I was prepared to have a lot more detail and the numbers and all that stuff. But here's the basic gist. We talked about this last week at the city level, where the city set their tax rate and, and all that process that goes through that. And essentially, the same thing happened, that the the mill rate, so the amount of tax that you're going to pay per dollar of value on your house is down. But in addition, and so what that means is in the net, if your home accounting for home values being level or close to level, you're, you're going to pay less per unit. Now, if your house value goes up significantly, that changes the, ta- the whole deal. And well, given what's been going on in Jackson County, a topic I think we're going to talk about here in the next several weeks, um, your, your value may have changed pretty significantly. So anyway, short version is because values in general are up, the, the rates come down a little bit and it should result in for a flat value of a house, a little bit less on the, uh, in the overall bill that you're going to see at the end of the day. I want to, I want to, I, I think I'm going to speak for all of our listener. Mm-hmm. Thank you for not going into as much detail as you did last week. You are welcome. Well, especially since it was really exactly, I would say exactly the same thing. <laughs> It'd be like, if you want to, if you really want to hear all that detail, just go back. And every time I mention city, just insert school district and it'll be the same thing. It'll be You're the exa- exact same thing. But there was one other big item. And I know we mentioned it last week, uh, at least very much in passing, the board met and uh, voted on the recommendation out of the CFMP and, and that whole process to move the sixth graders from the elementary schools to the middle schools for starting in the 2022-23 school year. So that's three years away. I think the part I was curious about, and, and, and this is where I, I know it's, it's weird, I, I like watching these meetings. I know we're we're the we're the weird ones. This is why we have the podcast, right? What I was looking forward to, though, Jason, was, was conversation because this has been kind of a, a point of consternation in the public area. So I was curious as to what what the different school board members had to say. Was was there discussion? Uh, there was a lot. Uh, I would say there were a lot of there was a lot of speechifying. Um, discussion might not quite be the right word. I would say were um, they differing speeches? A little bit. Yeah they 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 had some different concerns. Uh, you know, uh, school board member Fritchie uh, was the first to speak on the subject matter, and and she she talked about you know making sure some of the the social and emotional things were needed. And it was essentially many of them, and the big overriding theme is there's a lot of work to do between now and 2022, and we are aware of all of that work, and we are taking those things into account to try to make sure that that was uh, there. Uh, 
board member Murdoch expressed some concern about being able to staff up appropriately, making sure that the existing middle schools will be able to be lifted to the same level of facilities and and things that the new middle school will have as it's being built. Um, But everybody in the end voted in support of that. Uh, Board member Hedrick said she had gone to one of the public meetings that was held last week and was after the presentations by the district staff. She said most of the people in the discussion groups that they had were were supportive and they understood with a little bit more presentation they understood what was being said and and i think i think it's worth noting that all of this we've mentioned this before all this is leading to a likely ballot issue next year a a bond issue that will will include the the purchase of land and construction of another middle school yes absolutely and so and, and a lot of other things that will come along with it that was not discussed this evening i think that'll be a little bit later on um later in this year and at the beginning of next year as as we're going there. right this is this is this is going to be a, a long process so this isn't the first time this will be brought up that i think this this vote to to approve that recommendation from the cfmp team um is, is just the first step yep and so and those are the big things that uh that happened there was some uh, public comments about people were expressing some concerns with the impacts of the new uh f- half mile walk radius from all the schools and we'll see if that if there's any developments there but that's that's where that's where we are and those are the big things that happened at the board meeting so you i think got the i'm going to say the showier uh the showier thing to happen well this you week. know yeah state of the city it was the state of the city address on tuesday night and that is a little bit more of a uh, affair than, than a meeting. Yes, it was. There was a brand new shiny podium. There was a brand new shiny podium. That was pretty. It was pretty slick. Well, you know, we know who built it, and and we, we're still bitter for him for yeah, being so talented. Yeah, I'm I, I'm bitter of the talent of the people that built that. Um, this was this was interesting. There was a lot to be said. There was a lot of uh, Mayor Baird talked a lot about all of the things that have happened in the last year, some of the development. He highlighted a lot of different things. One of the big things, Jason, is he noted that that, uh, more than $500 million in development projects have been approved. He's welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure how you you take credit for that, but, you know, whatever. It's all planning commissions doing. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) You know, he noted many, many good things throughout that speech. Not once did he mention you and the planning commission. I would feel you were slighted. I would feel slighted, but <laughs> no, not really. I I, I think what uh, the the what the lesson there, Jason, is a good planning commission. No one ever knows exists. That is true. We slide through. We do our work without a huge amount of uh, making the news. We'll put it that way. I, I just want to let's just a few of the things that that he that he made note of. I think are interesting. The the Paragon Star development, the Grove development. We've talked about those those on past shows. He he pointed out the the downtown apartments, the cityscape development where the former United Methodist Church was, um, Summit Orchard. There's the new library coming. Those are all just just a few of it. And I think another big thing that he made note of was the announcement from the LDS Church, the PRI land. Um, there there's a bunch of acres in the the northern part of the city and some out south when they announced that 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 land would be basically made available and so the city is now working with them 
to master plan and to see what and how that land can be used in the future. Yeah, so I think that's good. He also, I know, mentioned uh, the fact that they uh, had achieved uh, compensation increases for all city employees to keep us competitive uh, in the marketplace and a bunch of other, I think, good things. I think there were two big, two bigger announcements that we want to tackle. I'm going to save my favorite one for the end. All right. I want to keep, and it's it's my favorite too. I want to keep everybody on edge for that one. So you're just gonna have to wait. You're gonna have to you're wait. Until gonna we get have to this wait part. till I get to my favorite part. Um, you know, the other thing he he talked about, and and this was interesting uh, to to me that he would bring this in a city speech. Um, he brought up basically the the last. What do I want to say? 10, 12 months of public debate about equity and diversity and race, which has been mostly centered around the school district. Um, but he brought it up and wanted and made note of the fact that that's been a hard time in the community. And I actually, I actually like that he referenced it because I think, I think it is a good thing to know that that is not just, that is a conversation not just tied to the school district. While, while that was the catalyst, it is a, it is a broader conversation that everyone in the, in the city has to participate in. Um, he mentioned that the, that tension throughout, and then he made an announcement. He said he was going to appoint a nine-member citizen commission to, and I quote, "find a way forward." I and then I, I think the the thing that that warrants a little bit, just a note, and then we're going to pay attention to as we go forward, is that in the process of sort of his prelude to getting to that announcement, he he made note that, and essentially, I guess. The, the most blunt way I can put it is he kind of took a shot at the school board. Yeah, he did. He uh, he, What he said was that it has been 12 years since the R7 school district has had a good relationship with the city. And then he mentioned, he said, and other entities. And may or may not be true. Um, and I think it's just something to watch. I think it was a little bit of an off-hand comment. Um but yeah, it was it was an interesting way, and I think unnecessary. He kind of already made the case about the tension, and that this this commission was going to be a really good way to get community involvement, and I and I applaud that. The you know, Jason, that's a big thing for me. The more people that talk, the better. But I think the the thing that struck me as odd was at the same time the school district was having a meeting somewhere else, so no one was there. No, none of the school district people were present, and that just. It felt a little weird to me. It does, and and I, and I wonder if it will create some tensions between City Hall and the school school district in, in that process, and, and how does that impact? Because the school district is undergoing their own work, and we have covered that in great detail and expressed our you know concerns and hopes for it as it goes forward, and and we we don't want to see that work you know diminished or or like made less because of, of tensions in between those things. So hopefully we hope that it's so going to be a thing it, that just comes and goes. It, and may it's not be, a big it, deal. it may be nothing. And that's great. And, and again, I think, I think while it's, I think for some, it might seem a little odd to bring city government into that, into that fold. I, I, I applaud any effort to bring more citizens in on conversations. Abs- absolutely. And, and we look forward and we will follow up and follow along with the, uh, the commission to uh, to see what they do and, and honestly maybe what they don't do. All right, can I can I can I talk about it now? I'm tired of waiting. You know, I'm I'm gonna say this. I know this is the thing that you are very excited about, and I just want to note that I am equally as excited about this. But go. The mayor made this big announcement on Tuesday night. The city has purchased the land across from City Hall on Green Street, and we will, as part of that. We will have a new and permanent home 
for our farmer's market. I am excited. Jason, you were on the board of directors for downtown Main Street before I was. This has been a long, long Long goal. I was on for the board, this organization. I was on the board of directors when the board of directors made the decision that their number one priority was a farmers market pavilion in downtown Lee Summit. I was on the CID board when the CID board made as its number one priority helping create a farmers market pavilion in downtown Lee Summit. This has been something that I, I have worked on and is near and dear to my heart and put a lot of sweat and time into. And I'm very excited to see the mayor come on board and and put it out there in the public that he's going to push forward this thing. This is exciting. And and it, and there's going to be more to it than than the the farmers market pavilion and and all of these ideas are really cool. Uh, no purchase price was announced for that. I'm sh- that'll be made public at, at, at some point and we we will we will let everyone know on that. In addition to the farmers market early and these are preliminary plans. So not everybody get too excited. All, all of this is subject to the developer and their money coming into the process. <laughs> exactly. So this is very early. So his and he showed kind of some drawings, some preliminary um, um, drawings included the with the farmers market pavilion is a space for a boutique hotel, a conservatory, which is basically some indoor multi use space for for different events, maybe theater, maybe concert, maybe. Maybe a year-round farmers market. Maybe just a space to move it inside if the weather comes. Um, there's there's going to be some land that will be made available to sell to developers, so that, that they can they can develop some retail there, or maybe some more food. Um, lots of additional parking. So in addition to the city hall garage that's there, there's going to be a lot of other surface level parking included. But I don't know if I said this or not, Jason. There's going to be a new home. For the farmers market, I am. That is. Did I say that? That is the thing, man. That is the thing. I don't even know what I'm going to do when if that when when that actually gets built. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to celebrate, but I mean, like, I'm going to celebrate, and I'm going to frequent it often. Absolutely. I'm just wondering what's next after that. That's always the question. <laughs> I'm just like I, I keep thinking of like that's the goal. That's the thing I've been wanting for so long, and then I think about like what what's gonna what are we gonna do after that? I don't know, but we'll figure it out. There are other priorities. There are other things that uh, that 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 are. We're looking to in no, the future. No shortage of dreams. How are we paying for this? Well, some of it. So the land is uh, basically it is funded through past property sales and property transactions. You know, the city has land that it's, it has sold off in the past. So some of that that money is going to be used, as you mentioned earlier. The downtown CID, the the community improvement district, has has made it a priority to help figure out how to finance that. So you know they are collecting tax dollars in that district, so that can help. And then if you remember. Six years ago, 2013, there was a bond issue. Part of what was on that was outdoor performance space in downtown. It was a $600,000 in, in, that, in that bond issue. And so this space will include, I forgot to mention it earlier, will include that downtown performing arts space. Right now, the preliminary plans are that it's kind of a, uh, a mobile stage that can be be underneath a canopy or moved out and pull, pulled out into the street maybe or part of the plaza. Um, Green Street will remain open. It won't be permanently closed, but it will. they will be able to close it at, at 3rd and, and Green, and then they'll also be able to close down by the entrance to the parking garage. So the parking garage will always be accessible. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm excited, Jason. Yeah, no, that's that's one of those things that is unalloyed good news. And, and I, I will say this. The mayor's putting it on the line here. He's he's put the pictures on the wall. He has said, "This is the thing we're gonna do. This is his legacy piece." So we're looking in the next couple of years where we want to see this done, or when election time comes around, he's gonna have a lot of questions. To answer. That'll be that will be um, interesting. 
I think I think to watch. I think you're I think you're right. I think he's 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 kind of putting a stake out there. But at the same time, and I know we do a little bit of editorializing on this. At the same time, I'm going to say it's nice to see somebody make that bold gesture. No, absolutely. I have been I have been crying out for more than two years. We'll put it that way. A lot of years now to get our electeds to to put their ener- public energy on the line to make this project actually happen. And so kudos to the mayor for standing up and making sure it does. All in all, uh, the, the State of the City address was, was a very, very positive affair. It was nice to, to hear all of, those, all of those projects listed. I only listed a few of them, of them that he, he called out. Um, one last thing I want to I point out. I forgot to tell you about this in my notes. There is now, for those of you that ever wonder, hey, what's going on in town? Instead of going to every single organization's calendar, there is now one calendar on the web you can go to explorels.com it's a it's a community calendar so main street stuff is going to be on there arts things will be on there edc stuff chamber all of those things will be there awesome well that's a good place to go look that is that'll be that'll be honestly that'll be great for this podcast or so we ma- know where to look as the mayor said if you're looking for something to do in the summit you no longer have to go to six or eight calendars you can just go to one that's good. So they've got somebody who's collating those things that he got <laughs> exactly. into one place. Well, that's gonna that's gonna wrap up our show, Jason. I think there wasn't there were only really those two two things going on the the dueling meetings dueling meetings. Wow, can I we did. have can we have Norbury sound effects every week? Uh, depends on how exciting the news <laughs> is. Um, I just want to remind everybody uh, come back on Friday. We're gonna have the episode, the interview that I meant to have last week, but I have had some severe technical difficulties the last several days um so i wasn't able to post the interview but we will have it this friday it's with hillary graves and john bedoin we're talking about a new public art project that's going to come into the downtown area it's it's a really cool deal it's really it's a chance for everyone in all parts of lee summit to participate and help define not only who you are individually but who we are as a community so i encourage you to listen to that and as part of that there's an invitation to come downtown this Friday and take part. So listen in on that. And Jason, with that, we will talk to everyone on Friday. Jason, today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the people by Shred KC. Shred KC, home of the Shred Podcast. The Shred Podcast, another one of our Fredcast network. Listen, if you are looking... For a reason or a way to stick to a new lifestyle change, a healthy lifestyle change, Ryan Waters, owner of Shred KC, Aaron Simpson, owner of Anytime Fitness, these two guys are on a mission and this podcast, the Shred Podcast, has been a fantastic resource for not just tips on how to eat better, how to work out, how to stay motivated. They really kind of fit into on just just some of that mental aspect of, of of sticking with things and holding yourself accountable and being responsible. Yep, I think that that uh, it's a great podcast. And look, those guys are going to 
they are what we would call exemplars of being in really good shape. And look, we, they're freaks of nature. And we I are, mean, let's, and let's, we are not. Let's be honest. And we are not, <laughs> to be honest. So I think if you're looking to, but on top of that, they're they're not standing on top of that very high hill of fitness and health and looking down upon the little people with judgment. They are they're looking down and they want to they want to reach down. Well, they're looking down because they're both very tall. They're both very tall and they are at the very peak of the fitness thing. But they they they're reaching down to bring you up to closer to where they are because you know i'm not sure that there is a world in which i could get anywhere in the area code or ballpark of ryan waters fitness but uh but i mean as a whole they're there to encourage you to to bring more people into that kind of a healthy lifestyle they're not here to make you feel bad about not being where they are right and i they do a fantastic job of of helping you when they work with you as a coach they do a fantastic job of of helping you kind of define what your goals are and how to get there. And the podcast is is just a, a fantastic resource and good motivation as you learn to live a healthy lifestyle. You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall, a link to Lee Summit podcast with hosts Nick Parker and Jason Norberry. A proud member of the Fredcast Network, you can subscribe to this podcast on most of your favorite podcast apps and catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for all the news, analysis, and conversations on the Lee Summit community. Connect with us on Facebook at Link to Lee Summit or on Twitter at LS Town Hall. Hey.